This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Riley gets blocked one more time. The 11th block of the game. Arizona, a machine, sweeping the championship. They were picked to finish in a tie with Oregon State for fourth in the Pac-12. They win the regular season title. They win the tournament title. They're going to be the number one seed, and they're going to be the second overall seed in the entire tournament. You're listening to BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. Welcome back, BetQL Daily, right here on the BetQL Network. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth with you on a Monday, coming about 20 minutes. Ken Barkley from You Better Your Bet will join us to break down the bracket and uh, all of March Madness. And we've gone through the West, we've gone through the East, we've gone through the Midwest. Now let's jump into the South here. And we heard the call, Arizona, the number two overall seed in the tournament. Weren't expected to do much this year in the Pac-12, let alone be a 31-3 and juggernaut as we enter this stance. So, uh, Paul, this is there's a lot here in this bracket. And, and unfortunately for me, I'm sitting on a Villanova ticket. I'm sitting on a Tennessee ticket. I'm sitting on an Illinois ticket. So they are all in the same region the here, hell? which makes this one interesting, but also worrisome. I, uh, I'm actually just realizing I'm sitting on those same tickets, uh, Nova, Tennessee, and Illinois, mostly mostly Tennessee. But I, I don't, as I said earlier, I don't what? hate to draw. How'd you get to Illinois? What'd you do? You did... I, I texted a guy in New York okay. to get outside of Illinois. So I have Illinois, Nova, and Arizona. So I'm right there with you. I'm the only one, I guess. I don't have Tennessee. Wow. Aaron's going to be fading Tennessee as we all hope for them this week. Oh, (laughs) come on. You can still Um, jump in. I think it's 40. Yeah. All right. I'll jump in. (laughs) I will say Arizona, I mean, that is, um, they're, we we started hearing about them, what, in December? I think it was like Jim yeah. Root came on and yeah. like they started picking up steam there. So they've been dropping since a so six to one to win the title plus one forty five to make the final four. No value left there for a final four run. They'll get the winner of Wright State and Bryant. Wright State last I looked was a one and a half point favorite in that playing game. If it's Bryant and Arizona, that game could fly. You're talking about the seventh and eighth teams in just in tempo. So that could uh, that that could be worth Alarm, a look there. The sirens are going off. That's Paul. Yeah. That's Paul, right? uh, yeah. The, uh, that is me. That's Chicago. Um, I will say one note from Odd Shark as we start going through some of these games. Teams favored by five points or more in first round games since 1996 have won more than 85% of their games. So when you're looking more. at, not necessarily in yeah. this region, but you're looking at, a, a or yeah, here, Houston, laying eight to UAB. So maybe not an upset spot. Or like a team, like it feels like Vermont uh, is kind of a trendy team uh, to upset um, where are they playing? Oh, Arkansas over in the West. Like maybe, maybe not five points seems to be that. That's a good, no- that's a good note to remember for survivor pools. Yes. 
as well, which we'll dive into in the next couple of days. Yeah. Um, looking throughout the rest of the region, so the 8-9 game, Seton Hall and TCU. This was Seton Hall lane two. It's down to a half. These are the same team. Very similar teams. Um, Ken Palm rankings are almost identical. Neither is a very good shooting team. Both great offensive rebounding teams. Um, TCU second best offensive rebounding percentage of the country, but they turn the ball over a ton. I lean towards Seton Hall because they have the edge and experience and height, um, and they're a better free throw shooting team. But there's not mm-hmm. there's not a ton of value here, and you're seeing that reflected in the line. Um, I don't think either one really causes that much of a problem for Arizona. Houston saw it again yesterday. They were up what, Joe? Twenty. And then all of a sudden it's a game like they went 10 minutes. I know they went from the like 1650 mark to like the 650 mark without with making two field goals. How do you thought my Memphis ticket was live for a few minutes? I did too. I did too. I mean, I was right there with you. Um, UAB top 50 in most offensive categories, top 10 and three point percentage, mostly juniors and seniors at eight, eight and a half. They could sneak inside that number. Um, So, Moving to Illinois and Chattanooga, actually, I will. Uh, I'll pass the baton to Jake on this one. He, uh, he had some info on this like outbreak going through the team. I will say, like, man, when they're at their best, Illinois is so fun to watch. But again, just so inconsistent. But what do you got, Jake? The thing about, I mean, obviously, the Indiana loss is gross and stinky, but they're never like Alfonso Plummer is never going to shoot two from ten from three again like that. Trent Frazier is never going to make a horrific pass to Coleman Hawkins out of bounds like that again. He hasn't made a decision like that in three years. Like it's just, yeah, the Andre Corbello experience, you're going to deal with that. You get the sweet bounce pass, no look. And then you get that pass was incredible. It was awesome. And then you get the missed layup at the end of the game. Like it's just, it's part of the Andre Corbello experience. I I saw Brad Evans tweet this, that Chattanooga was like 333rd in two point defense. So Kofi's going to get his and that's how you win the game. But, I mean, yeah, it's scary. Uh, I, I made the joke, not a joke, kind of just trying to uh, convince myself, I guess, that Illinois needed to be humbled, and they kind of needed that loss. But now they have pink eye, so I don't even know. It's just like okay. you get concussions what do we know about and that? COVID outbreaks. Who has pink, uh, pink eye? Underwood has it in both of his eyes. Uh, Frazier has it, and I think uh, Grandison <laughs> has it as well. <laughs> I'm now picturing Bob Costas at the Olympics. Just like that's all I see. That's all I see. I'm I'm just imagining them at practice. Every pass, yeah, pink eye. No, yeah, it's just it's just (laughs) the things that have happened to Illinois this year. Kobe Coburn getting suspended three games for selling merch that he donated to charity. Andre Corbello getting a concussion. Kofi getting a concussion. Trent Frazier hurting his shoulder. COVID outbreaks. Now pink eye. (laughs) Like I don't know, man. So, so what was your first? What's up? Can what they, was your first reaction about the path? You see Chattanooga first round. If they advance, you've got Houston. They're in the Arizona bracket. What did you think about overall? Because them as a four isn't surprising to anyone. Yeah, no, I expected them to be a four even with us. Like if they, they would have had to win the Big Ten tournament to move up to a two, and maybe they could have been a three, but I expected a four. Chattanooga just scares me because. They're hot. I mean, after that insane buzzer beater and it's just someone you don't want to go up against, it seems like that kind of team of destiny. Um, They have the old Kansas player who threw a chair famously in a rumble, so that's not great for a team that has concussion issues already. But, I mean, Chattanooga, fine. Houston doesn't really scare me uh, just because of Illinois' upside as an offense. Arizona, they hung with Arizona earlier in the year without Curbelo and Kofi. Like, 
yeah, Arizona's playing way better, obviously, still, which is kind of insane to say, seeing as how good they are. But I, I think there is a path there. It's just a matter of Illinois playing to their potential, which has been the story for them all season. So it's just a matter or of maybe it's not playing Corbello. I heard this interesting. Yeah, stat. you know what, people? T- what do your eyes tell you? <laughs> what do your What do your eyes when tell you when Corbello? Well, don't plays? ask Illinois that right now. There are three and six straight up, six and two when he plays twenty minutes or fewer, thirteen and one when he doesn't play a single mm. minute. Yeah, so. I mean, again, Aaron, what do your Maybe eyes he tell gets you? Pink guy and he doesn't play. It'll be great. I, you're it, still a better team with Andre Curbelo. I'll die. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's high I got, I got like three questions there. <laughs> Where are we going? Can people be ruled out for pink eye? Like, will like, I don't is know. there a chance of that at all? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I have no idea. I don't know. I don't know what the rules for pink eye outbreaks are. Well, it was, it was more of a question to the group. Yeah. If you can't see, right? Like, if you, if you, their vision is first and how is what I want. I don't know. even want knowing some of these guys. Uh, I don't even want to think about that. In another country. <laughs> see, there are bars in Champagne with standing water in them, so I don't even want to think about how this may have happened. Yeah. I just feel like outside of daycares or if you have like really little kids, pink eye really shouldn't be part of the conversation. Yet here we are. We <laughs> went to the NCAA tournament. Post, if we want to call it post COVID, wash wash your hands, people. Come on, are we still there? Yeah. Yeah. Good reminder. So that was uh, talking Illinois basketball. So that was talking uh, Illini. Yeah. Uh, as you move down to the other half of the bracket, I mean, so Colorado State, they were at plus three against Michigan there. I've seen some two and a halfs out there. I like Colorado State, but I've also been on them for a lot of this season. But two top 20 offenses, um, Colorado State top 20 in effective field goal percentage, 11 two-point percentage. Here's the thing. They have David Roddy. He's their go-to guy. He's like ninth in Ken Palm Player of the Year rankings. Thing is, he plays the five a lot, and he's six six. So, like, what are they doing about Hunter Dickinson? He could be a problem. Um, so I think he'll get his. It's just a matter of can Colorado State and Roddy kind of just outshoot them, outlast them. Um, I'm not buying yet that Michigan has figured this out and will figure it out. Um, so I'm on po- Colorado State, especially catching points. Um, move on to Tennessee, lane 16 and a half against Longwood. They have prolonged dry spells, Tennessee. We saw that again yesterday. Uh, but they do always, the thing I'm encouraged about. And it's like, how exactly do you evaluate luck, right? Because they're, they they jump on teams, Arkansas. They jumped on A&M yesterday. Then they go cold, so it kind of becomes close. But then they, they seem to always hit the shot. Now, do you want to be in, a, be in a strategic situation where it's Jay Wright and Rick Barnes? No, but I will say it seems like even against Auburn, Kentucky, like they're, they're getting it done when they have to. Um, 16 and a half, I can't really say – whether that's a, I'm not going to lay 16 and a half with Tennessee. Long, Longwood has not faced a top 100 team since the first game of the year against Iowa. They're the sixth Ooh. best three point shooting team in the nation. But I mean, again, Tennessee with that lockdown D, you know, not overly worried there. It, it could be a route. It could be a route, yes. but you don't want to lay those points. No. Does Longwood have look lockdown at those numbers, I don't, I don't believe that. Unclear. I'm moving on to Ohio State Loyola. Unclear. Bringing a nun uh, to, to balance out this discussion, Sister Jean. Uh, Loyola is laying a point. Uh, I see them favored offshore against Ohio State. I'll be on Loyola. Um, and I think they could. Sister give, Jean. 
Yeah. Yeah, right? She's yeah. So disappointed. Right? So disappointed. Erin makes that joke. The best thing she says is Sister Jean. Ten help our fathers for you. Yeah. Confession. Uh, so <laughs> I will say I like Loyola. Probably the entire country does, but in everybody in this does. everybody does. But Ohio State, look, they we talked about it. They had a chance to maybe make an outside run at the Big Ten title. They fell apart, losing to Maryland, Nebraska, Penn State. All those teams are not playing in the tournament. Um, and Loyola doesn't just have experience. They have tournament experience. I mean, they just pulled that upset last year against Illinois. We all saw that. Lucas Williamson, best defenders in the country. Um, so, I mean, he's going to lock it down. He also shoots close to 40% from three. So, I will um, – I'll be looking at Loyola, and I think they could give Villanova a hard time in the second round as well. I think it's worth that noting this Loyola too. team one, the other way. Ohio State quickly is now favored. Mm-hmm. I think it depends where you look because I saw some places that had Loyola, some places that had Ohio State favored. Uh, I don't think this Loyola team is as good as the teams we've seen in in recent seasons, but they do have that experience factor. Uh, Paul's right; everybody's going to be on Loyola. I think everybody should be on Loyola. This is also an Ohio State fade. There's a high probability that I'd be going against Ohio State no matter what the opponent in a 7-10. One I'm, I'm on Loyola, too. I, I like them in this game. One last note before we kind of open up for the general discussion of the bracket. But Villanova lane 15 against Delaware. The only angle for Delaware. Jameer Nelson, a.k.a. Little Jameer. It's a revenge match, rubber match. Big Jameer went two and two in his career against oh, Villanova. Revenge for his dad. <laughs> I was like, what revenge? So uh, maybe Mir Mir, as we was called as a toddler on the sidelines at St. Joe's when they were playing, maybe he's got a miracle left. Jameer Cole. I, I loved that St. Joe's team. Oh, There's, yeah. I was at the game. Teams. I was at the Elite Eight game when they lost to Oklahoma State. So was I. How about that? and I in the same arena. East Rutherford, New Jersey. Let's make sure we're not going to the same arena for any Tennessee games this time around. Not not this time. Um, Now, does it does it change your opinion at all on this? That you know, I just looked at it. Jameer Nelson Jr. is actually bigger. Did you call him Little Jameer? I was like, how tall is he? He's bigger than his dad. He's six one. His dad was six foot. He's good. He's a good player. His dad was listed at six feet. Yeah, his dad was (laughs) five ten, five eleven. It's a big number though. But we've seen Villanova in so many of these games. Like they just. They probably had what ten or eleven of these games over the years. They're favored by fifteen in the first round. This is what they—they're accustomed to this. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I—I I think they could blow the doors off of Delaware. Every I Big see. East game came down to the end with them in the tournament this weekend. Mm-hmm. Every game, just about. I'm—I'm I'm still mad at Little Jameer for the UNC Wilmington game. So, I don't know that I'll be able to go to the window, back at him. But uh, when, when you say we see this every year, you're saying they're going to blow them out or what? Because they, like I mentioned, a lot of close games lately, even though they've yeah, been winning a lot of them. I'm saying that, that they're in these games every year. They're gigantic favorites in the first round almost every year. Right. right? They, they, they their seeding doesn't usually fluctuate. Villanova's probably averaged, what, a two or three seed for a long time now? Mm-hmm. Or they, don't, they don't mix in tens or sevens like these other schools do. They're usually the same team every year. Uh, we hit on it earlier. We like our the path here from the south for our three seated Tennessee balls here, but I'd feel really good if I had an Arizona ticket. It's a nice setup for them, which Aaron does, right? 
Yes, I do. Plus one forty-five. Second favorite. I mean, where's the where's their first challenge? Real challenge. The elite eight. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I mean, I think Illinois can give them a little challenge, but they got to get there first. And I don't know if they're going to get there. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth, BetQL Daily. On the other side, we'll talk to Ken Barkley. If you better, you're bad about all things March Madness on the BetQL Network. These Joes are helping you bet like a pro. It's Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth on BetQL Daily from BetQL.